When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are here. Training camp has arrived. Well, the players have reported for training camp Friday. This Friday, the first practice happens. I will be on hand at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex with Pat Narduzzi and Kenny Pickett and all the pit players as they're getting ready for the season. We'll be talking to them. I'll get to get my first look at pit practice. And I mean my first look at pit practice because... Well, technically, I've had some unofficial spies on what they were doing on the field opposite of the Steelers during OTAs. I was never able to go to a pit practice last year, and last year was my first time covering pit. I mean, it was just that's just how the world was because of COVID. I was had to I had to sit at home, wait for Zoom times, you know, hop on the Zoom, interview the guys, and ask questions that way. And so that was my experience understanding how pit football practiced. Well, not anymore. I'm gonna be in there. Asking questions, you'll have a piece up on DKPittsburghSports.com on how I see the opening of the season, the start of training camp, and how the team is looking heading into this year. But of course, you're going to get that here anyways too. So here's a couple of pre-thoughts before camp happens. And first, let's knock some news out of the way I wanted to talk about. Pitt did get a major recruiting win, and it wasn't Tyrese Fierbri, that hasn't happened yet. Um, Tyrese Fierbri got an offer from Tennessee, so he's considering even more options, so we'll see. But Pat Narduzzi did get a big one. He got Ryan Bear, an offensive lineman slash, he also plays a little bit of defensive line, but he's reportedly he's going to be an offensive tackle. But he was a four-star commit from Ohio. That's huge. And that's going to beef up the front. Now, here's the thing. If you look up him on if you look at this guy on Rivals, first of all, first of all, his face, he looks like Ogre straight out of Revenge of the Nerds. He looks like you don't want to mess with this guy. And then you look him up, he says offensive tackle. But then he's he he has a couple things that says defensive line. Pat Narduzzi used the Blitzberg um Pat signal, although it was a special one because he had like WWC or WCW, excuse me, uh with him choke slamming somebody in a photoshopped video uh to celebrate the announcement um because it was that huge of a get but whenever pat narduzian does his uh his pat signal usually it's pit too lit or uh or blitzberg and usually if it's blitzberg it's a defensive guy so something tells me this guy's gonna be a defensive guy but we will see either way four star guys that means you're you're getting some w's yet you, you don't you, the pit has not often gotten those every year um, I believe this is the first official four-star commitment of this of this of this crew. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm incorrect. I think there might be one other. Um, 
but uh, but we're looking at you know other a lot of other guys out there. It's still very early in this part of the year, so very interesting to see that to say the least. But back to training camp opening. Now, one thing that has been said from every recruit that I've talked to and every recruit that's simply just said in public why they chose the University of Pittsburgh's football program. They've talked about a family environment and how when they got there, it was all about relationships, trust, tr- you know, trusting not just the players that you're playing with, but the coaches that you're working with, the staff that you're working with to help you do the best things to move you forward in your, in your career, in your life. And I got to be honest, like, you know, I get the sense of that from what people say, but I haven't been able to be around it the way I've been around, even been around the Steelers and got to like get a closer up in person, first person sense of what a family environment is like in football, in the professional world and in the collegiate world now. So I'm going to be looking for, looking for that, looking to see, you know, how that fits in. But of course, this season It all starts with Kenny Pickett. Now, I won't say it ends with Kenny Pickett, but it starts with Kenny Pickett because his announcement to come back for another year of college football using the eligibility waiver granted because of the pandemic, that was the story of the offseason. That was what Pitt fans could hold on to and say, okay, next year might not be so bad. And there's a bit of optimism amongst the fans going in and i'll tell you there's optimism optimism in that building too and we're going to see what kind of optimism uh is tomorrow when i'm there at the facility but we know this team's going to start with kenny pickett running the offense knowing the offense and this will be what his third year with mark whipple so he'll know how to work that work that offense he'll have a command of everything and he also has good relationships with all these receivers. When we talk to Jordan Addison, Tazier Mack, Lucas Kroll, all these guys, everyone looks up to Kenny Pickett. Everyone trusts Kenny Pickett. And he's given them reason to trust. It's not just because he's the quarterback. He's, you know, There's times that just, just happens because they're at the center of the attention. But Kenny's been a warrior. He's been a trooper. You know, he's gotten, he's, he's suffered serious injuries and p- powered through it or you know, battled through it to, to, pl- to finish games. He's been a guy who's come out there. And again, he doesn't have the biggest arm. He doesn't have the fastest legs, but he finds way to make plays and get his guys in position. So we know it starts with Kenny Pickett. We know that he's the, he's the baseline of the, of hope for this season. But where does that hope grow into? Or what players can help branch out that hope for Pitt fans to hold on to something and say, man, there's actually a chance this year. Now, we've been talking about Pitt's schedule and how the early part of the Pitt, of Pitt's schedule is, you know, full of guys and, you know, programs that, you know, you're, you could see them beating. But the, their ACC schedule is not going to be a cakewalk. For example, Chase Goodread, or Goodbread, excuse me, of NFL.com, he does NFL and college football analysis, and in his top 10 Heisman candidates for the preseason of college football, the Panthers are going to play four of them. Now, two of them are from Clemson, because that's cheating. But Derek King of Miami, Sam Howell of, of UNC, you got, you got a bunch of guys that are going to line up 
and it's going to be a problem. And you still got your normal guys that, you know, go back and forth with Pitt. Virginia Tech and Pitt have been on a pendulum. One year, one year, one team wins, the next year, the other team wins. Syracuse can always be pesky for Pitt, even when they're not good. And we know we know Virginia can can be a problem. So, how do they deal with those challenges? Well, I said it starts with Kenny Pickett, but it continues with who Kenny Pickett's throwing to. Because last year, several plays were left out there that if they the receivers hold, held on to the ball and did a much better job securing the ball for Kenny Pickett, they don't lose to Boston College. And they don't lose to NC State. And you've heard me hyping up Brennan Marion. And, I, and, and I'm not hyping him up, just hyping him up. I'm hearing really good things about him. I've studied him with the go-go offense and how he's moved around the country and grew his, his prowess as a coach. And hearing the way that these receivers respond to, respond to him in the locker room and what he's teaching them and how everyone's saying, hey, we're a blocking receiver group now. We do that. If these guys can lock on to what he's teaching, if they can focus through the distractions and their challenges, they could be the unit that that can help turn this offense into a serious passing threat. Because we all know, again, we're we're not saying Kenny Pickett's going to be you know a, a first round quarterback, but in a system that works for him, he could be one of the more dangerous quarterbacks in the ACC. Heck, he's the most experienced quarterback in the ACC. And we know the receiving game starts with Jordan Addison. We're really excited to see Lucas Crow be healthy this year. Tazier Max in the building. You still got Shockey Jack Louise. Watch out for Jalen Barden. That, ki- that kid's got wheels. There's a lot of guys that, that, this, that Kenny Pickett's going to have to throw to. But as you know, there needs to be balance in an offense. Heck, we talk about that with the, with the Steelers all the time. I'm going to give you my pre-camp notes on where I see the running back position, who has the leading spot, and what will happen for the depth chart to have to change right after this break. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing the show here. Remember, we're on DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want us to get all of our podcasts, subscribe to the platform. We are on all platforms, by the way, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, we there. Check us out there. We have a lot of great content, not just on your Pitt Panthers, but also on your Pittsburgh Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, Penn State. You name it, we got it. And then we got a lot of different variety shows. We got DK's Daily Shots. We got me and Dale breaking down the Steelers. We got Mad Chad, Nitty. We got a whole bunch of different fl- fl- flavors for you to try out right here on this podcasting platform. Remember to rate us five stars 
and with positive comments. That all helps out the network. Now, continuing our talk here, I was talking about the the Panthers' uh, offense. And again, we know what the deal is with Kenny Pickett in the receiving game, but the running back position is going to be an interesting watch in training camp and even maybe my most my most interesting watch because Vincent Davis earned RB1 last year. He was productive when the offensive line gave him holes and you saw him at the end of the season over 200 yards against Georgia Tech a really solid performance and bringing hope to the offense to having a balance in 2021. Because it really wasn't balanced. There was no run game. The passing game. It was a lot like how the Steelers were down the stretch. But right now, Vincent Davis is holding on to this. And he has to watch out for Israel Boniconda. Who's Israel Boniconda? Well, you know him better by Izzy. Which is the nickname that everyone kind of gives him. He's a sophomore who played a limited amount last year. But he also... Did show up in the in the blue in the blue gold spring game very well. Even drew comparisons to Le'Veon Bell from Pat Narduzzi. Now, granted, that you, you, we know Pat can kind of hype people up a little a little much sometimes. But Le'Veon Bell, one of the best players that he's ever coached, back from his days at Michigan State. So. There should be some excitement there. And there's going to be a battle between these two for who's RB1. And I, I'd gamble that this year you're going to see some flipping of that. If, Dave, if Vincent Davis has an off day, a game or a couple practices, Izzy will get a shot and vice versa. And yes, A.J. Davis is there. Todd Sibley's there. Daniel Carter's there. Excited for them guys. But it's between these two guys and then they're filling in with the, as the backups. That's the main watch that I have here. Now, of course, behind, you know, in front of those guys, of course, I mean, actually, is the offensive line. How does this shape out? Jimmy Morrissey's gone. Well, don't forget, as I've been telling y'all, Owen Drexel, the red, sh- the, the, uh, the, the red shirt senior kid, they're calling him Jimmy Jr. Because they see him just like Jimmy Morrissey. You got the grad transfer, Marcus Miner from Maryland. He's probably going to be your left guard starter somewhere in that mix. You got Carter Warren coming back. Matt Gonsalves has looked good. And he's moved around the offensive line a bit. Jake Cradle's back. Gabe Hoy's back. And then you still got guys like Blake Zubovich and Keldrick Wilson moving about the offensive line. If this group can be decent this year, I mean just decent. They don't got to be elite, but decent. I could see Vincent Davis or Izzy having solid seasons. Now, I do see Vincent... Holding on, he'll be the he'll be RB one in practice. But in those spring practices, Pat Narduzzi and I wrote about this for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Pat Narduzzi was like, "Eh, Vincent was letting go in the ball a little bit. He wasn't protecting it as much." And in that blue gold game, it was definitely Izzy who was the better running back. So Vincent Davis has got the pole position, but Izzy is right on his tail. Let's talk about a little bit of defense getting you ready for training camp here for the Europe Pit Panthers. 
there's a real good chance that this defensive front is still very talented. Maybe not as developed as the as the last years last years with Rashad Reaver and Patrick Jones coming off the edges, but still talented. Deslin Alexander has been the heir to the edge rushing crew. He was the guy coming off the bench first, replacing either one of those guys last year on the edge. You got John Morgan, who flashed a little bit of potential last year a couple times, but it was let out that uh, Baldonado, the redshirt junior from Italy, that he may be the starter on the edge opposite of Deslin Alexander instead of John Morgan. There's going to be competition there, and competition is good. And don't forget, there's still Nikai Johnson and Dayon Hayes, the two young kids that are, that are in development to get on get out on the edge. Oh, and by the way, the interior defensive line, Devin Danielson, the local kid, Kalijah Kansi, who is on watch lists. He's on the big Nerick Ward Award watch list because he was getting after people so much last year early on. Now, he's we've been told by Narduzzi that he's grown because last year he started real hot and then burned himself down because he, he was believing in himself a little too much, not following through in practices as much. You know, sometimes young guys, when they get good in college, they start to smell themselves. And they're like, I don't need to do all that. I'll just show up in the game. Well, that that that, that bit back against Kalijah. But according to Narduzzi, he's, he's understood that now. We'll see if that's true. And then you still got Tyler Bentley and David Green on the insides. And oh, by the way, redshirt senior Keyshawn Camp, who also used the eligibility waiver to return this year. And then you have the deepest part of the team this year, which is undoubtedly the linebacking core. Phil Campbell, Chase Pine, Cam Bright, Sarasse Dennis, Wendell Davis, John Partition. I mean, those six alone, experienced dudes. Wendell Davis was the starter last year to start the season. There was a lot of hype built up on him. He looked decent when he was there. But then he got hurt, missed most of the year. Sarasse Dennis came in last year, looked great. Was filling in very nicely. And then you got your you got your guys. You got a bunch of fifth-year seniors in Chase Pine and Phil Campbell who are ready to play anywhere. You got Cam Wright who looked really good. You got a heck of a mix there at linebacker. And John Patrician, a guy who's more of a safety converted to linebacker, a grad transfer who's fit his way in. And then, of course, you got the secondary. Now, I am very intrigued to see how this how this dukes out with who gets what at the cornerback position because you got four guys that there's a lot of hype behind at cornerback. You got Marquise Williams and A.J. Woods, the two young guys that were coming in and working with Jason Pinnock last year and both flashed a ton of potential, a lot of athleticism, moving all over the place, tough to lock down. But you also have a guy who was supposed to play last year in Damari Mathis. Redshirt senior, got hurt early in the camp process, Decided to, to decided that you know they they said okay shut it down we'll bring you back next year this is his next year we'll see what he has and then you got Rashad Battle the sophomore who everyone is excited to see because he looks like he could be the next big thing at the cornerback position but he just has to get his feet under him who wins out to be the number one guys there we'll see and then of course the safety position Brandon Hill. The guy with the swagger, the guy who had the pick six in the Florida State game, he's the guy I have everyone. I, mean, I should I tell everyone to keep your eye on, but don't lose sight of Eric Hallett, who proved to be a versatile guy who play who was able to play at cornerback and at safety last year as a redshirt sophomore, and now as a redshirt junior who projects to be a starting safety for the Pitt Panthers. 
But behind them, Justin Ta- Judson Talent 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 there, he's a guy who was who's a redshirt junior who last year he also bounced between two different positions. Not as well as Eric Hallett, but still solidly. And then of course, the returning guy from Aliquippa went to Kentucky, transferred back, redshirt sophomore, MJ Devonshire. He's got the speed. I'm really interested to see what he, what he does in the return game this year. This is going to be this team is in an interesting spot. They may have a tough schedule. They may be up against a lot of history of Pitt falling short in the Narduzzi era and before. But if they're focused and they're ready, and they have a solid training camp, this team can hit the ground running and have a really positive season. We'll keep you up to date with that season all right here at DKPittsburghSports.com, both with the H2P podcast and with my writing work on the website that you can check out anytime at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks for listening to the H2P podcast. This has been your official Pitt Training Camp Preview podcast. We'll be live at the practice this this upcoming Friday. So the day after you're listening to us or the day you are listening to us, check us out. We'll be there. I'll be writing a piece you want to hear all about your Pitt Panthers right there. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques to see all my other work. Thanks again for listening to this show. Back in years very soon with more on your Pitt Panthers.